0: Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you're gonna do? What Mania runs wild! Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh yeah. We are back from Detroit. This is Bashmania episode, like I don't know, one fifty six, one fifty seven, something like that. Willie, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Finally, uh, kind of decompressed. Got a day or two in me to refresh. You know, it's a it's an event out there. It's a well.
0: You didn't even refresh because you had seeds to do.
1: Yeah, fifty five brackets for NHSEAs, plus the middle school ones. However many weights they are, probably fifteen.
0: Are they done now?
1: Something like seventy weights. I seeded yeah got done with them last night got a good night's
0: sleep i'm feeling good how how do you feel after making the comment saying you should only let us seed now somebody let you seed but yeah. you didn't sleep for five days are you gonna tweet the same thing
1: well nhsca is a different beast but uh yeah i love seeding i love seeding and you know what i, I don't know if you meant to go into this but um I talked to a ton of coaches out there, a ton of administrators, uh, coaches that are on the seating kind of council thing that have a say in it. And uh, there is a really difficult thing. We can look at brackets and we could know like Austin DeSanto being the five is just stupid and Brady Berge uh, beating Caleb Young twice in one weekend and then being seven spots behind him in the seeds. We, we can look at that and we can say, yeah, that is stupid. Yeah, but to try to have a formula how do you how do you get that into a formula and so the problem is really that they don't have enough human element everybody you know we're we're a society now that everybody wants things scientific scientific yeah and they don't want a human element because the human element means you're biased or whatever there could be bias in there um the bottom line is you need to make intelligent decisions and the formula is good for what it is. They need to say Austin DeSanto is a three. They need to say Brady Berge should be ahead of Caleb Young. Uh, they'll never do it. But
0: that's how do you idea. think the seeds played out at NCAA's? I mean, we're going to mm-hmm. go weight by weight, but overall, yeah. like high level overview.
1: They went. The, the seeds went pretty well, except for five seeds. Uh, there were more. There were more 10 seeds that AA'd, six 10 seeds, seeds a would five five seeds did. Wow. Kind of weird. Yeah.
0: So before we talk NCAAs, I guess let's recap. There's not too much to talk about, but the Rudis event, I yeah. was there. I thought it went really smooth. I think everybody loved the event. They just said it went way too long.
1: Yeah. That's what, that's what the common complaints were. Was that awesome? They did awesome by the athletes. Um, And the production of everything is just they they had too long a break in between matches.
0: Yeah, and when you have that many matches, too, I think you only need, like, 10 matches. Like, keep it to a dual-meet type length and maybe do a pre-card. But overall, I thought it went smooth. Did the results surprise you at all? No. Snyder Snyder being Jaden, I thought that was going to happen. I'm interested to see Jaden did say... Jaden said, "You know, he's going to see me again. I don't know if that means this year or 2024, but yeah, that'll be interesting."
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope I want to see our best teams out there. I want our best lineup possible until the Olympics, right? Or I mean, um, so I hope they stay different weights until the Olympics.
0: Same, I said that. I think Jaden Snyder is the best one-two punch possible at 92-97 right now, and nobody can refute that.
1: Right. I mean, you know, there's other contenders and everything, but at at, at other weights, but um, you know, you you just put that lineup out on paper where it's Dake Burroughs, Taylor,
0: (laughs) Jaden Snyder. It's nuts. Like that's. Yeah. Um, All right. So Detroit, before we talk about the actual weights, what did you think of the city you and yeah. I, you know, we kind of talked about it when we were out there because, number one, we don't necessarily see it from a fan standpoint. You know, I think when you're on the floor or when you're working the event, you always come from a different perspective. We're also in the arena early, staying late, so you're not kind of with the no. crowds going to restaurants and bars. But what did you think overall?
1: Um, I thought the arena was good. I thought... um thought the area around the arena was fine um you know detroit sometimes that gets a reputation for being a rough city but the area that uh we were in was fine um didn't feel you know like there's any crime around or anything um the arena itself I, I don't know. It, it was a good size. I don't know if it was because the way they wanted to set it up or if it was a tad too small, but they usually have two rows of press seating. Yep. You know, this is something that fans, I don't know if anybody listening really cares about, but I care about it because it makes a difference for
0: us. Well, we got there's lucky just, with the local media not showing up.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So there's usually two rows of, of seating for press, but they gave a lot of spots to the S. SI. It was almost all SIDs.
0: Yeah, it was NCAA, SID, and then like Flow Intermat USA Wrestling. That was yeah. pretty much that it, except it. for like, you know, yeah, a couple people.
1: Yeah, yeah, operations and stuff. And like
0: I went up mean. to like the, the perch where they have the most media. It, it's almost a disjustice to try to truly cover the event there. Absolutely. Because if you're up there, which is the fifth floor, which is worse than any seat in the arena... And the big thing is you can't interview or talk to a single athlete or coach nothing. If you're right. up there, you're almost better standing in, in the hall waiting right. to talk to people Versus, unless you're covering it strictly from who won, who lost. It's so hard to be up there.
1: Yeah. And if, well, if you're, if you're covering it from that standpoint, it might as well, you could cover it from home. Correct. You're better <laughs> off right? covering it from home. Uh, Imagine trying to go down and get an interview Go up to the fifth floor And then by, it, so you once, While you're in route you miss the wrestling What's going on right Yeah. Um, so it's better maybe to even Just work in the media The media workroom which was crowded It was a giant room And it was so packed And that's not um, That's not a fault of theirs Because that's one of the biggest media workrooms I've seen um, One of the people that uh, run Little Caesars Arena. One of the administrators, you know, he told me he was surprised by how many people were there and photographers were there, and that uh, they had they had one leg of the NCAA basketball tournament a year a couple of years ago. And uh, he said, "There's more people. There's more media here than at one of the." <laughs> one and of the I reasons.
0: I will say that every single person in wrestling media I think was there. Yeah, yeah. There was yep. definitely the the coverage was great. I think the ESPN numbers coming out are, you know, best viewership ever. Not by uh, much, like 525,000 for Friday night versus like 500,000 last year, but still yeah. better than ever. I think there was a ton yeah. of coverage, but yeah, it was good. I didn't really They have
1: um you know, we have a partnership with a uh, Big 10 network too, and I'm not sure if they released their numbers, but when I was there uh at Big Ten's, they came up to me and said, hey, Willie, how's it going? You know, this and that. I said, how's things going for you? And they told me that – um I said, hey, your numbers are probably good. I said, the vibe I get is people are people are watching this. People are, you know, going bonkers. And they said that their their day one numbers this year on the Big Ten Network for the Big Ten tournament drastically beat last year's number for the whole tournament.
0: That's wild. Yeah. Well, and they got... Shane's doing an awesome job, too, with keeping that energy going. You know, yeah. they're committing that show once a week. They're, mm-hmm. they're they're doing an awesome job of kind of committing back to the sport. Amazing so I, job. Yeah. I was great to see that. All right, going into the weights. Yeah. What a tournament. I don't know before we go through the weights if you want to put on the Wolverine Willie hat or if the Penn State Willie's here to stay. <laughs> I know you're in the Oklahoma box, so... Uh, Hey, yeah, well,
1: you know, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm proud of. And, uh, you know, they're not in the team. They're not in the shot for the national title, but I'm proud of the Huskers. Um, they came in fifth. They were close for the, uh, close for the, um, podium, you know, didn't quite work out. They, they lost, uh, two guys in the blood round with, um, Chad red and, and Taylor Benz. Um, well, interesting thing about Chad Red a8 every year, except lost in the blood round his senior year. Taylor Venz A8 is freshman year and lost in the blood round ever since. Uh, so kind of two weird things there, but um Brian
0: Snyder, your boy was heated. Yeah, heated. Yeah. And I found out after that, basically he went to challenge a call. They said, sorry, you have no challenges left. And in turn, they had one challenge left.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, so Labriola's wrestling camera. I, I, they kind of awarded a camera takedown, you know, arguably prematurely Nebraska went and challenged. They said, you don't have any challenges. They said, yes, we absolutely do. Uh, They said, no, you don't, you can't challenge match over. Nebraska staff went to the administration said, we have a challenge. We absolutely have a challenge. They said, let's look, let's go through it. They said, yes, you do. (laughs) Right. And. I don't know what the likelihood of the call being overturned was, but that can't happen. That, you, that just can't happen. And, uh, you know, you could make the case that, um, now Nebraska and Iowa at the time were like six points apart, eight points apart, but you can make the case that if Labriola wins that match, not only do they, you know, subtract points from Iowa, add points for Nebraska, but then Labriola has the ability to go further in the tournament than just stay at seventh so uh it was a big deal and i I hope you know it wasn't the end of the world but to be at the last dance and have have a clerical error get messed up the only thing you can hope for is that they don't make a mistake like that again i mean imagine if that was a penn state michigan error you know i mean can't happen
0: yeah i'm curious too if they i don't know what you can do now it's kind of one of those things where but when i say he was the most pissed off man in that arena when that happened. Yeah. That's not a. Yeah. I mean, that's not an exaggeration.
1: It's, it's really uncalled for that that could happen. But, um, yeah. So Penn State wins it. And the numbers, of course, are, are crazy. Uh, Penn State 21 and three in their last, or they won 20 21 of the last 24 finals. Their semifinal winning percentage, they went perfect. Or no, they went five and six in the semis. Uh, only Kirk Fleet losing and their numbers are just bonkers, man.
0: They to have five in the finals, six years in a row, except one year they had four. Th- that consistency is nuts. I know people make the Cal and Gable comparisons and, and the, you know, the length and this and that, what Cal is doing is bananas. And they're almost winning, play, but
1: they're coming close. They're competing in dual meets with the number ones in the rest of the country. <laughs>
0: say it out i mean spell it out yeah right it's wild and 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 to have you know i guess this is a good segue into going through the weights you know when you have guys like drew hildebrandt who you know everybody talks about transfers and transfers this drew hildebrandt scored a combined half a point yeah for the penn state postseason so you know even having poor performances like that penn state still is able to get it done. I, I know I had high expectations for Drew. Um,
1: well, I mean, he was fifth last year, right? And um, to to go one and two and score half a point isn't what people expected. Now, remember, and I'm not taking anything. I, I think a lot of people, I don't want to, I don't want to belittle anyone's accomplishments. I really, that's not the point that I'm trying to make. But I didn't hear anybody talk about on the ground there and since, and I didn't see anybody tweet, and I didn't see anybody write an editorial viewpoint of this. But b- nobody brings up last year that the Ivies weren't there, and that drastically changed the field, and at no weight did it drastically change the field more than 25 so I'm not saying that Drew Hildebrand only AA'd because the Ivies weren't there, but it's a different field. It's a different field yeah. and it's different expectations.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, you're spot on. Um, obviously, I thought the way Vito, Vito was looking all season, I thought he was going to win this whole thing. I thought he had it in him. Soriano shows up in a way where I, I can't remember. I was telling Zeb somebody that I do not think he's going to go On the senior level, I think he feeds off of crowds. And you saw that big this weekend with his reactions to matches every round. I think he goes right in MMA. I think he needs that audience to feed off of. I don't think we see him on the senior level, but I mean, he showed up this weekend and just, you know, major decision, fall, decision, decision, just got it done. He
1: looked great, man. He looked great. And in all positions, right? Glory. Until the third period, Glory couldn't ride them Yeah. I mean, I was sitting with people. I said, What? Why? Uh, because I watched the finals from a suite, which good lord, there's nothing better than a suite. At that NCAA.
0: that's the move next year. Have the media credential, nothing. go down, do the interviews, talk to people, do whatever, and then go watch in the suite. The suite's it, the that, best.
1: That is heaven. Having it and having a media credential and having a suite
0: it's is the a, best.
1: Glory most glorious thing in the world. But I was sitting with people and I said, I don't know why Soriano was taken down. It's the only place he's even remotely vulnerable here in this match. And he wasn't vulnerable. He, he got out right away. Now he got ridden in
0: the third. Um, what'd you make of those stalling calls in the third? You know, stalling's so subjective nowadays. It's yeah. so subjective. And I'm obviously, I don't care as much when I don't have a dog in the fight, one way or another. That Soriano is definitely looking tired towards the end. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's so hard to say nowadays what should be called stalling and what shouldn't be because they don't define it and there's no consistent yeah. consistency. Yeah. So it's like, at times you have a guy protecting their lead and they do the same thing coaches do when they play the system. Wrestlers are going to do the same thing. They do not care about every second, just entertaining fans. They want to go out and win a championship. And if they have to stall at one point or another, yeah, they're going to do that. Exactly. Now what's the well, definition of the calls and when they should get them? It's so tough to say now more than ever, I think. Especially especially on bottom.
1: You don't see guys get hit a lot on bottom and Suriano was getting hit a lot now and the and the crowd was at that point in the match the crowd was really with Glory and I thought that Glory should have tried and ride out and get one more. He he cut him loose with like 30 35 seconds to go. I thought he should have stayed on top. And pray for the hail mary to, to, to get one more stall call and put it into overtime, but because um, I really didn't think he had a shot to to take him down on his feet, I, nothing I saw at that point would indicate that. But, um, I you know it was really interesting, really interesting final. It was a really crazy semi with him and and Vito. I I went back and forth. That was a really hard one to pick. I ultimately I think I picked Vito to win that semi, but actually. Before the tournament, I picked Glory to win that semi. Then during the tournament, I was like, nah, Vito's going to win it. And
0: Well, Vito was, won the last two matchups between them, right? Or it's like two of the three or Glo- something like that before?
1: Yeah, Glory won in the duel, and then Araju beat him in uh, the yeah. IWA finals. And the, the one in the EIW finals was terrible. But my point in in picking Glory in the semis was that and it was contradictory to the EIWA Finals, that's why I picked him in the EIWA Finals too, is that they're going to weigh in at 10 o'clock in the morning. They're going to wrestle at 6 o'clock at night. Yeah. Glory's big, you know? So, yeah, you make a good point. I didn't think about Nicky going right in MMA, but I think that's where he should go. I think,
0: uh, you it, know. Especially because, like, you don't have to have senior-level success before, but he really hasn't had that much success right. where it's like, if you're, if anything, I feel like it's a deterrent. we have such good lightweights right now between Gilman and Fix and everybody else that it's not a guarantee he makes a world team, but he could probably get a pretty lucrative contract right now in MMA. Frankly,
1: he's been a little snake bit in the freestyle department with, I mean, go all the way back to losing a 1-1 ball grab or a shot clock thing versus Fix in the cadet finals and then, um, you know, having some bad breaks go his way and then COVID, he couldn't, he got covid at the Olympic trials yep. after, you know, putting all his eggs in that basket and you know, 2024 is close but it's still far away. If I was Nicky, I'd go MMA right now.
0: Well, and I think too aside from cuz he's got an incredible talent, but the biggest Brand. thing I think is that he's feeding off the crowd. You saw yeah. that in Detroit, like yeah. his reactions, you could tell he's ready for a post fight in the arena. Right. Mm -hmm. And on the senior level, you know, I know this year it's not in the bill Farrell, but we got the bill Farrell next weekend. How many people are going to be there? We've got 10. We've got 10 men's freestyle wrestlers registered for it. 10 it's next weekend already. It's next Friday, Saturday. Uh,
1: God, I, I hate, I hate
0: everybody I've talked to said they're, they're not going there. It's the open.
1: What is the point of having the pharaoh right now? I. I don't know. I don't get it.
0: I don't. I don't it. either. So yeah, I think Soriano's going to go right to MMA. Um, we'll obviously see. I mean, this is some momentum, but also at twenty five, McGee winning like one hundred and ninety seven straight Conzi matches before Vito beat him is nuts. That kid is made for the wrestlebacks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's every time, right? I mean, <laughs> every time you want to you want to stick a fork in him, he loses the first round to Shaver at Big Tens, Comes back, take third. He loses the first round to Shaver again this year. Comes back and take third. He loses early last year at NCAs, takes third. Loses first round to Caleb Smith, a SoCon kid, and he comes all the way back and takes fifth in, in a weight that you know his only other loss was to Raja. Um, it's just incredible
0: yeah it's it's wild
1: um i kind of want to ask you what your outlook is for next year but maybe we do a different show in like 2023 preview show yeah
0: there's a lot to there's a lot to digest about next year
1: yeah yeah i
0: think that has to be a standalone show because there's a lot there's yeah for sure
1: there were there is even like i was looking at things last night uh like just the eligibility wise, I was like, "Mickey Philippi's back." <laughs> like, right? There's guys that are back that you're surprised about,
0: and I think there's a lot of guys too that we don't know yet, which I guess is a good segue to 33. You know, yeah. throughout the tournament, more and more Romans being less definitive about not wrestling yeah. to the point where at the end of the at the end of the tournament, he tweeted out. What do you think? Should I come back for one more? (laughs) And obviously everybody wants him to, but you know, I don't see him wrestling freestyle. I think it's same with Soriano. I think he's, you know, MMA or nothing. I I don't see the freestyle thing being a huge, huge draw to him. Well, you know, it's interesting that you
1: bring up the freestyle thing with Roman, but let me, let me first address the, if he's coming back or not, Roman, listen to me, (laughs) I will pay you. I will pay you sign a deal with mascots right now. I will pay you to come back. and, And that's not Penn state Willie, all you fans out there. That's not Penn state Willie is it's, I don't want, I don't want special talents to be driven away by a money issue. Right. That's sad to me. If people walk away from wrestling because of
0: the money issue, um, and to be clear for the people listening, what Willie's referring to is that there's a lot of schools, and Penn State's one of them, that NIL deals are being rumored to not being going through. 100%. I won't confirm or deny what I know behind the scenes, but that is out there. And if you're having deals presented to you, and if you can't accept them, that's frustrating because you're literally at that point giving up money to be in college another year and wrestlers don't make a lot of money. So if you're turning down money,
1: it's one thing, right? There's, there's levels to, it. it's one thing to, man, I'm, I'm wrestling, but I'm not making any money. And then it's the next step is, okay, here's offers, but I can't take them. Right. Right. My particular school said I can't take them now. And with
0: this year with Sandy Barber retiring, it might get interesting. listen, I don't want
1: to say too much and I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but. I think that I think that Cal might like that Sandy is retiring.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think anybody who's a wrestling fan is likely going to. If you've read the writing on the wall for the last two, three, four, five years. She wasn't the biggest help to the Penn State program.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I also believe that uh, so, so yeah, so a new AD, a new AD is going to come in here and say, "What's the landscape of Pennsylvania wrestling? What's the landscape of my athletic department? Wrestling's one I don't know, nine of 10. What is it now? nine, to nine,
0: nine of 11.
1: Nine of 11? Um, and so the new ID would be wise to embrace that and to um, what what the new ID doesn't want to do is mess with that success, right? Yep. That you know it turns into it, Penn State doesn't win championships, then they point the fingers to the new ID. Um, so I think the new ID would be wise to work with Kale and and allow some of these NIA. NIL deals. And the funny thing about the NIL deals that are rumored to be nixed at Penn State is that they go on it like every other university. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not like some weird situation that they want certain NIL deals that nobody goes for. They want just run-of-the-mill NIL deals that they won't go for, is what I'm told. Yeah. So I think between a new AD, NIL deals coming in, and um kale has a plan right kale kale's kale's working through some stuff and so i think it's going to be uh uh, even
0: if you can imagine even a better environment going forward which is huge so yeah 33 uh this was one weight your crystal ball was wrong and i called this out months ago and i said that roman's underrated And, and we talked about this and we both agreed that To beat Dayton Fix twice, really, it changes. That's levels. To beat somebody once is one time. To beat him twice, Roman, and that's one of the reasons why I know you're advocating for him to come back. The talent there is stupid. To think that Dayton Fix is, and I love Dayton Fix, like I I could see his emotion after, like on the podium, how upset he was, And, and that hurts. Like I like Dayton, he's a great kid. To be in the finals and lose three times and be that good is so crazy to me. Well, listen,
1: (laughs) I watched I watched the finals from with Dayton Fix's father in Dayton Fix's suite. All right, I'm I'm really close with Dayton. He's about as.
0: That's one reason I didn't want to go up there with you. When you said I'm going up to the Oklahoma State suite, I said I I'm going to be screaming for Roman. I
1: that I mean. <clears throat> I don't know man I get I get accused of being a homer here, a homer there, a homer there and it, I think and even teased by you Penn State Willie, Wolverine Willie this and I just I call it like I see it and I think I'm the only freaking rational level-headed straight shooter in wrestling. i I, I watched this fix match from Dayton Fixes suite and I also text Roman as soon as it was done. great job buddy. Um, you know, let's talk. And you know, he texts me back. Thanks, you know, thanks for always being there. And uh, um, what what was the words? It's it's something like that. It's always a challenge, you know. It's always a challenge. It's never it's never easy. Exact is exactly what he said, you know. Um, so <clears throat> I don't know. I, it's tough to watch Dayton take take second three times in a row and who knows if if rby comes back but the me picking dayton in the crystal ball was less about i'm close with dayton and i prefer dayton over rby uh and more let's take a look at um 57 i will take car next year right i'll, I'll take car right now i will take david Carr to win next year yeah. uh it's the same reason i didn't pick griffith to win this year um i understand that rby beat him last year but i want to see him do it again before i say okay
0: now this is a trend yeah yeah i mean if and if you look at roman's path like i i would have voted for roman to have ow of the tournament i love gable and i think at this point he, he earns everything he gets but i feel like he's also getting stuff because he's gable Whereas, like his, I look at Roman's competition. It's like he beat DeSanto for the sixth time. Should have been the three seed. He beat him, and then he goes and beats you know Fix again. It's tough. You know, he- you know what? The um,
1: the the odd thing that's happening with Fix, or uh, happening with RBY, and the reason he's he's underrated from the sense that. Not that people don't understand how good he is, but they take it for granted now that he beats DeSanto. Do you know how hard it is to beat DeSanto? Do you know how hard it is to beat DeSanto? DeSanto won the first couple matchups, and RBY goes six straight matches. DeSanto has not taken down RBY in six matches.
0: And, And Roman told me that after Big Tens. He said, Austin is such a competitor. He was so proud of beating DeSanto five times in a row because of what a game plan that takes. And and you kind of saw it with Shane beating Wick, right? Like Shane said, listen, it's hard to be a national champ four times in a row. And a lot of times when somebody beats somebody so many times in a row, you start to eventually think this is where the underdog's gonna get one. And yes. Roman six times in a row game plan very successfully to win matches.
1: That's why that's why people take RBY for granted. That's why he's underrated to a certain extent. Because if RBY drops one of those six somewhere along the line, he's probably more revered. But because he beats him every time, everybody's like, "Well, he's beating the guy he's supposed to beat." He's I was not just... necessarily supposed to beat him. As odd as that sounds, that's a. Well, and that's why it's almost a toss up match that RBY just happens to win every time.
0: And it's funny you say that because I was just going to say, especially from a media standpoint, it's almost easier to talk about a rubber match where each guy won one like Brooks Amin than it is, you know, like if fix won this weekend and now they wrestle next year, that is a huge rubber match, right? All right. Who's going to take the final one? But because Roman, you know, he beat Santo six times in a row and now he beat Fix twice in a row. Like, well, what? right. So, how about this, though? You say
1: Gable gets it because it's Gable. What if Dayton won last year? What if RBY beat DeSanto the last six times? But last year, in last year's finals, what if Fix won that? Then, if RBY won this year, everybody's mind would melt. Yeah. Right it's almost a, it's almost a curse to the expectation.
0: Well, and that's why I like, and, and that's why I say like Gable, no doubt earns it. But if you look at his path, he didn't have an NCAA champion. Not that Roman did because fix isn't won one either, but well,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. You know, was there ever a weight? I, I, I don't know. It, was there ever a way ever in the history of the NCAA tournament that had more world medals than, didn't gable's weight this year everybody had a world medal that's a
0: good point yeah yeah a lot of a lot of world level success at that weight
1: yeah
0: and it was also i mean his matches got closer i mean we'll talk about that in a few minutes but you know he only scored 10 points in eighth and six and i think a lot of that is gable showing respect to his opponents you saw yeah. it with colton you saw it with kirk when he's trying to ride kirk, kirk out yeah. um so yeah roman i freaking love that kid by the way I am equally stunned and equally, duh, of course, that all 10 champions do not have shirts for sale right now. Shout out yeah. Spartan because they got to have some nuts shirt out for Yanni, which I just bought one. You can get one at Spartan Combat. I'm stunned that, like, you don't even need a apparel deal. Like, have somebody design and print them. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, Yeah. I was thinking about this morning. But I'm going to text Roman. I'm about to put out a shirt for him cuz this is why in like Rishio's posters those should be for sale right away like oh yeah capitalize off this somebody was texting me like where can i get a penn state uh championship shirt i'm like i don't know i don't think anywhere like that's what yeah, happens. they should
1: like, have they should have them ready to go
0: right and and by shout by out Monday. shout out spartan that they went so quick um on on handling that it's it's an awesome shirt did you see it it has like the squirrel yeah. on it. it yeah great yeah. shirt is um, so anything else at thirty three? I don't think so. I mean, um,
1: DeSanto's gone. Myers is gone. Um, we'll see. We'll. I, I keep every. I, I wrap up every weight kind of by looking at next year. Maybe I should just shut up about it and we'll do a different show on it. But you know, I, I think I think we'll see Glory go up to thirty three.
0: You could see Vito potentially go up could you could i feel like any of these 25 guys could go to 33 you know what i mean it's never all right 41 my boy nick lee i'm so freaking happy for that kid me too he's one of those workhorses that just gets it done and this was yeah that real woods and and nick match for me chenzo's my guy and Mm -hmm. i love nick lee Watching Chenzo coach against Nick Lee. I'm <laughs> just like yeah. hiding in a corner. You know, I'm happy, obviously, for whoever wins. Um, but Real was right there. That was, what, a 3-2 match? I mean, that three-two. was...
1: Yep. Real looked... He looked really good, man. He looked really good, at least through the front side. Um, Composto beating Alirez was a curveball. Will it's... uh beating Hart. And then... In the backside, he beat Chad Red. Oregon State had a great tournament.
0: What is <laughs> we talked about this, but I'll give you the platform to publicly speak about it. The Red Rivera stall call. Your thoughts. Oh
1: man, <laughs> Are you just you just don't make that call, in my opinion. You don't make the call. Um, let them decide it. That's my opinion. Let them decide it. Now I know you're also
0: your best tweet, not to interrupt you, but your best tweet of the weekend was overtime rules should be neutral till death
1: <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> like yeah that tweet went wild especially in the finals i mean and i know it's well how can it only be the finals well i don't know but it's in the finals. just let him go that's why when i did who's number one i implemented that rule right i, I actually employed that rule and um because i'm not gonna have this kid fly in from california and this kid fly in from oklahoma to determine the number one kid in the country and then have it on some BS OT rideout out bullcrap. Yeah.
0: What did you think of Clark this weekend? I mean, what a run he went on.
1: I thought Clark was good. I thought he looked, it's amazing how,
0: um, different. That- so somebody can look from week to week because Dude, that crowd went nuts after when him and Nick started in the finals, and they had that little scramble, yeah. like the crowd yeah. went nuts, just applauding both of them.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, credit to Clark for going out there and letting it letting it rip, you know. And uh, but then you yeah, know, I said the people around me, I said, all right, here comes the pain. <laughs> um but it's there, it's it's amazing how you can look different. He went 0 too at ACCs. Yeah. When Owen to two a- ACC came in as a 15 and made the finals. Now, of course, that bottom half of the bracket was busted up and credit to him for busting it up, though. But he-, he beat Ironman, Rivera lost to Matthews, and then he beat Matthews. Um, And it was good to see, you know, UNC, I'm close with those guys. And they had a national champ last year in O'Connor, graduated some guys, sh- guys shifting around in weights a little bit. Um. And it wasn't so after the fanfare of having a national champ last year, and, and then O'Connor moving up and being injured and stuff. And there wasn't—I kind of felt bad for me. There wasn't a whole lot of momentum going on that they didn't really have the year they won. And to to get Keyshawn through to the finals, I was um, I was happy and proud for the for the staff at UNC.
0: Yeah, and in Tony and Scott are good guys. I don't know if you saw it, but Tony and Scott reacting in the corner to. Austin All-Americaning yeah. it was one of my favorite coach coaching moments yeah. of the weekend. That you could just see how much it meant to them.
1: Yeah, they uh they knew what he was going through, and and it's just amazing some of those guys gutting it out. You know, everybody.
0: Dude, I mean, and I'll that, tell you that, what, I, I'm not a big Iowa guy. Obviously, I'm a Penn State fan, but so much respect should be giving to to Ironman. Knowing mm-hmm. how injured he was, in that picture that I think the NCAA captured of him hugging Mietecz just after he, like halfway through the match, he had to call it off. Yeah, he, dude, he that like, like I don't care who you root for, who you don't like, like that picture got you. Like that's wrestling, dude. It's oh, so dude. tough. And he had I give him so much respect. Like I was, if you were watching his matches closely, and I'm sure you could probably see on TV, but he was hurt. yeah yeah. that dude was hurt and you saw it like the last month where he's kind of like hobbling around like you knew that was an injury that was pretty serious
1: yeah uh it's it's gutting to see some of those guys that are hurt at the wrong time at the worst time you know and Jaden was one of them and Jaden's salt the earth kid he's such a great kid and um it was not a surprise to me at all to see him with good sportsmanship and, and and you know being you know giving mad respect to uh Michich, there's so many tear jerking moments in that. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I cried during Hayden heidley's interview. I cried a little bit
0: though. With was, the comment about I'd lose 100 matches for Trent to win one, or whatever it was. Well, just the
1: whole thing, he's such a great kid, yeah, he's he poured is. everything into it, and he's he does everything right. He's a great teammate, he's a great member of the family. He said he's the stuff he said about his brother, the stuff he said about being a teammate, the stuff he said about coming back just for the team and moving up a couple weight classes and just letting her rip this year, the stuff he said about hanging up his competitive shoes and going into coaching uh, just man, it tugs at you, you know. And um, there's so many guys that were injured, C Bass, C Bass, all class, right? I, I love his, inter- He's his interviews a- afterwards. I mean all class uh, peyton rob uh tours mcl a- a- and that picture with teamer right Uh just amazing stuff
0: it's interesting too i think i was talking to shane sparks about it all the rage was lee Ironman, lee rivera rivera Ironman, but we didn't see any of it <laughs> it's no. so crazy no how not you, once you obviously when, when we preview a tournament you obviously preview the top seeds because it's the most likely to happen. But yeah. 99% of the times, there's one king somewhere, yeah. and then you have something like this that, you know, you're, you're not going to do a prediction show and be like, well, listen, Clark's going to go on a run. And- <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: right. That's what, uh, you know, it gets you every time. I walk into a building or I get off the plane in Detroit, and everybody that sees you goes, okay, so what's your big upset? like i don't i don't have any big upsets the, the seeds are right the you know their body of work yeah thing crazy stuff will happen because crazy stuff happens but how do you pick crazy upsets you can't pick crazy upsets no. really um uh, because you, you're so familiar with their body of work now i'll say this
0: i do like what corby does which is he says like a dark horse to watch or keep an eye on yeah. i think you can do that i think you can sure. say like Keep an eye on this guy, keep an eye on that guy. Like yep. that makes the tournament fun. But like you said, it's so hard to pick an actual upset.
1: Right. Was there any guys? Was there any guys in the tournament that before the tournament you said uh, um keep an eye on this guy? You don't know if they'll win. You don't, you don't know if they'll go on a run.
0: The but- only two were were, and this is more just being a Penn State fan that if Drewer Burgie would have taken third, fourth, fifth, I wouldn't have been crazy surprised. Drew was there um, and Brady has that level of talent, but there wasn't many kids that I thought like, I mean, in retrospect, you can go back and say, Oh, I thought he, you know, like Ridge love it. He's a 10 seed. Yeah. Who took second. And I guess that's a good segue to 49, but it's like after he made the big 10 finals last year, I don't think that's a crazy prediction to think ridge could, could I had, go on a run
1: you know the, the one i had probably in the whole tournament was composto i i was not shocked that he beat alirez um i didn't pick it but i when the brackets came out i circled it and i said uh, composto could be a surprise go on a surprise run i didn't pick it but yeah um
0: but that was one Also, before we go to 49, and and I say it a thousand times in this show how important health and timing is to win. And even as a team, if you look at the combined points scored by Spencer Lee and Jaden Ironman in the NCAAs compared to what we thought were going to be the outcome of those two, you're talking finals for both. Spencer's probably a lock to win, if not a lock to win, probably top two. And you would have predicted Diamond right. in the finals. So let's let's get into that a little bit because
1: almost every year the Hawkeye report goes into absolute meltdown about their performance, about this and that. Even last year, when they won the title, they were really disappointed in the finals out. Rightfully where so. <laughs> where Kemmerer lost and uh etc. Um, and the you know, Bull defaulted out. Now they're This year was, you know, on the Hawkeye report has been especially um, doomsday scenario, but there is something to be said or or something to be explored in. On one hand, it seems like, man, they got completely snake bit this year, right? They lost Spencer, this guy got injured, that guy got injured and all this stuff. On the other hand, it's like i don't know they, they get injured often and i thought that tom did a, a a kind of a better job not a better job a different job this year of kind of tempoing them um i don't really have anything to point to the evidence of that other than just a feeling that i had in there i thought they were wrestling really well towards the end um but you know at the end of the regular season um but, man, they they've suffered a lot of injuries. Even, like, Corey Clark had a bad injury. Um, Morningstar, right? You can go back. Like, they get a lot of injuries for some reason.
0: Yeah, and even though Cody Goodwin did not think it was a big deal, I did, that if DeSanto or Warren don't make the finals, 32-year, like, having a finalist streak is over.
1: Yeah, there were a couple. There were a couple weird things. Like, uh, Iowa almost didn't have a finalist. And the one finalist that they did have was a guy who, you know, Warner beat Schultz, who he was like 0-3 against. uh, By the way, you want to
0: talk about crying during an interview? I had to walk away when they were interviewing Marinelli because that one was like, (laughs) Marinelli's interview, you got to watch it. I was standing right there when they were doing it. Yeah. And I, I just it broke my heart. He's such a good kid. He's such a good kid. He is a salt of the earth. Like,
1: I mean, he'll forever want to be would be one of my all time favorites. I, You know, uh, the haters. People that just don't like Iowa or people that people that look through the lens of a scientific historic thing, you know, real Nerdy wrestling fans will be like, "Oh well, his highest place was this, and he won four Big Ten titles, but he never, you know, made the semis." I listen. I don't care. I I, as a human being, as an ultimate competitor, just they don't make him better than Alex Marinelli.
0: He's an awesome kid. All right, so forty nine, Yanni's world. This is Yanni's world. Yep. Everybody else at forty nine is just kind of living in it. Um, Yeah. I mean, Yanni's um, my guy. I, I didn't think he was going to have a problem with this tournament. I, you look at the results, and that's kind of what I predicted. He beat Murren six three, beat it Sasso six three, and then he beat it Love it eleven five. He may be one of the best folkstyle wrestlers on planet Earth.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: And he did um, not like his performance Friday night, and I was paying attention. A lot of the guys, I saw Gable at MGM Grand Saturday morning. I said, what are you doing today? I was like, I'm just going to get some breakfast. Um, I think it was with the family. And then I'm just going to chill in the hotel. And that's what you see a lot of people do. They just kind of chill out. Yanni was in the back with Gray like all day. And I yeah. think it's because of his performance Friday night and just wanting to do better. I mean, you, you could know, tell his displeasure for himself in that interview. I
1: noticed something about Yanni. I went to a Columbia. Duel. I went to a duel this year where it's Columbia. Uh, Columbia, somebody in Cornell was a try meet. Dang it. I forget who I was. Oh, was Navy. And I'm standing. I'm basically on the Cornell bench. And Yanni's like dead serious, all business. And he wrestles. And I was like, okay, now he's going to be a little bit looser. And he comes off, and then he follows intently, and he's still all business, all of his teammates. And then the duel ends, and he's like, what's up, Willie? How's it going? <laughs> and I'm like, all right. It's just that Yanni, when they're competing, is he's just blinders on all business, right? Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't surprise me that he was dialed in, focused all day. Um, and, That's and- why... I'm Yanni is Yanni is a big critic of himself. Yep, which probably makes him as good as he is.
0: Yeah, and I'm not a big like selfie picture guy. I love like people like Zeb who get a ton because I wish I had them later on to look back at. <laughs> but when I was talking to Yanni afterwards, he was so happy. I'm like, I, we got to take a selfie right now because I'm like, you're never <laughs> like this. And now, like I tweeted it out, like Mr. Smile, like Mr. Three Time. He was happy and like. When he has those moments, you know, I don't bother him at all. As close as I am to him during a tournament, I don't really talk to him because I know he's so dialed in, like you said. He's so locked in. It's just... He has a good mindset,
1: too. I interviewed him after, I don't know, quarters, I guess, or I forget what match it was, but I said something to the effect of, you know, you were in real dogfights your previous two your previous two titles you know you had crazy crazy brackets where some people thought you know they could give you real tests Ironman and this and that and 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 you're gonna have really close matches I said this year you come into NCAA's for the first time probably like a prohibitive favorite like yep. next topic almost yeah I said is there has there been any mindset in going from hunter to hunted And he said, well, it's, it's, I don't have the title yet. I'm not the champ. I'm not the favorite. Everybody's trying. Everybody's trying to knock everybody off. And I I just think he had a really good mindset um, that prevented anybody from upsetting him. Yeah. As much a lock as, as we think people can be, um, Legends fall, right? David Carr fell, fell this year. And um, even the most mind-blowing upsets, they happen. And Yanni's answer was sort of a testament to why it didn't happen to Yanni.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, last time Yanni and Ridge wrestled, Ridge took him into overtime. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of people were talking about before that match. And then, you know, after what we saw in the interview Friday night, you could tell he's he changed his perspective going into that that finals match i will also say at 49 gomez and andonian as as they say in the announcement world was worth the price of admission and to get it twice wild
1: i know i know it was crazy um and and i think that's what you would sort of expect out of those two
0: yeah those two are just killers um what did you make of Sasso?
1: Well, I think that Sasso uh, Sasso has not been putting up a lot of points, and I I mean my thing with Sammy is I, I think he's right there, I think he's right there with everybody in the field not named Yanni, you know, um, I think he could take fifth. I think if it I think if it was in the Bottom side of the bracket, I think he could have made the finals. Uh, you know, I think Sammy's fine,
0: yeah. And Sammy and and Gomez was a fun one. I mean, Gomez wrestled an awesome tournament wrestling third. Um, and I know that after Big 10s, Gomez wasn't going into Big 10s. I don't think people would have predicted Gomez taking third, and I think after Big 10s, you kind of expected a bit more, but I think thought Gomez wrestled a hell of a tournament.
1: Well, go, you know, Gomez beat, um. Tariq,
0: he beat you know? Tariq, and then he beat Sammy.
1: Mm-hmm. That's incredible. So That's he's... incredible. It's a, it's isn't amazing how perceptions change? Like, if you go back to the time of Gomez's announcement that he's coming back, and he then you go to that he's wrestling forty nine, and like it's like everybody was like, okay, he's not, and whatever, you know, he's just having fun. He's not going to be very effective. And then go into Big Tens where he wins it. It's almost like a disappointment he took forth. Right? It's like people's opinions change so quick.
0: I know it's nuts, but he he wrestled an awesome tournament. And, and he, what I like and appreciate about Austin is he lets it fly every time he wrestles. He went oh, out yeah. there, he's going to go for the big throws. He's going to put himself in dangerous positions if it means he has a shot at, you know, a big move, so... Yeah, that, w- that was definitely a fun way. I thought it lived up to all the hype. Yeah, yeah. 57, uh, Carr losing. I don't know if there's a single match for you that broke your heart. Carr's upset for me was that one that like, I love Carr. He's one of my guys. I think he's, you know, we talk about Marinelli being one of the nicest guys in the sport. Carr too is one of the nicest humans on the planet. And yeah. that match just that match broke my heart. I, I loved seeing him fight all the way back for third. I think that says a lot when you're a heavy favorite, and you talk about legends falling, and then knowing that because everybody's saying that to you, and everybody's kind of talking to you. You know, I texted him, and and I don't want, and I told him like I don't want to be cliche. I'm like, but I think you know you are somebody who's bold in your faith, and I think a lot of people look to you, and I think God can use this loss. Just just keep doing you, yeah. And watching how. He wrestled back through third. And I think later this week, him and Brooks are coming on the podcast. I think that's, that's the awesome. plan. Um, that's awesome. But um, Carr's loss for me was like the match of the tournament that like if I could have a magical power to reverse the, any match in the tournament, it's that one.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know. There is you probably know better than me and I, don't, I am not making excuses for anybody. And I am not belittling, I'm not not trying to reduce the gravity and the the achievement of Hunter Willis. But I just don't think David was 100%. I don't know if it was physical. I don't know if it was mental. You know, remember when uh, Greg Jones Greg Jones won a title as a freshman. As a sophomore, he went 0 and 2 or 1 and 2 as a number one seed. And if you remove that those two days from his career, that is a complete outlier. It was a total out of body of experience. Now, was it because he was a sophomore coming back to defend his title? Um, was it just a bad weekend was what did, was he dinged up uh, who i don't know and i'm not trying to m- diminish hunter willets but that that whole result is an outlier right i mean david Carr's a returning champ um, i think
0: hunter taking seventh kind of speaks to that
1: yeah yeah i mean hunter willets is good um but Hunter, Will, it's also just barely edged Brady Berge on a riding time point. um, And then David did not look David-esque in any other matches anyway. Yes, he came back and take thir- took third. But he wasn't, to me, he wasn't the David we're used to.
0: No, I mean, definitely not. I mean, if you look at the results, he he beat Rob 7-2. He beat Luan 6-3. He beat Frenek 4-3. He beat Caleb Young 5-3. Yeah. He beat Sheets 3 2. This is a guy who was in the hunt for a Hodge. Like right. he's out there dominating. And it, and right. go through it, it, and
1: again, no disrespect to Wyatt Sheets, but David Carr, Wyatt Sheets shouldn't be 3 2.
0: No. Well, Sheets is a 31 seed. So take the names, put the names aside. You have a one seed versus a 31 seed. A mm-hmm. 3 2 match, you know. Yeah. But yeah, David yeah. Carr. Um I, I I love that kid. Yeah, you know,
1: there were some heartbreakers too here in the uh in the blood round. Like I was happy to you're you're happy to see David Carr come back, you're happy to see O'Connor come back. Um but man, heartbreak again for Josh Humphreys, who had such an excellent season. Jared Franick had such an excellent season, and they both lose in the blood round. That's heartbreaking. You know who
0: now that I'm seeing his name, he is somebody that Doug Zap is somebody that I Thought could do something. I think yeah. that kid has so much talent. Yeah, and he's Peyton good. Rob just like beats my guys. <laughs> like he yeah. took hard to overtime, and then um he beats Zap three two, and then he beats Bergy eight three. Doug's a guy who I would have considered. A I'll tell you
1: course. what, man. Peyton Peyton Rob has like sort of driven me nuts all year. He comes out, he, he drops back down to fifty seven. He beats Austin O'Connor earlier in the year. He takes David Carter overtime. Um, then he loses some matches that I thought, man, what do you, what do you? I mean, he didn't wrestle a good match against Brayton Lee. He uh, took a couple losses um, that I didn't think he should take. He almost got got by Kendall Coleman at Big Tens. Um, and then when it's all on the line. He freaking tears his MCL. He has a big old brace on. And all he does is go scorched earth on the backside, just gutting everything out. Bergie, Ed Scott, Willits, and then the teamer one. I mean, was there anything better than that picture this weekend? Just two dudes laying it all on the line.
0: The one where they're like shaking hands laying down. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a top three. That one was a top three, I think. Ironman uh, hugging Meechich, about to cry, like that was just, yeah, that was a tough one. Um, yeah. So Deacon's done now, right?
1: Yeah, Deacon's done. Hmm.
0: This is gonna be a fun wait next year. That's gonna be a fun uh, show to talk about these fun weeks yeah. next year. Yeah.
1: Um. Um. Monday. Awesome performance by him. You know, he uh, started the year off with a big win over Caleb Young. Um, Lost to Ed Scott once or twice. Scott DMP lost in the blood round to Rob. Um,
0: You also got to shout out Reese Humphrey. Princeton had more finalists than Iowa did.
1: Princeton had two finalists. Two finalists, that's amazing. I forgot to say, when you you were talking about Warner being the only finalist for Iowa, um, the state of Pennsylvania only had one finalist which was Carter staraki and uh, w- w- so we almost didn't have a champ. PA almost didn't have a champ and that that happens like once every blue moon that Pennsylvania doesn't have a state champ. I think it happened in
0: Didn't Iowa perform as a state too?
1: Iowa I, the state of Iowa yeah had a terrible tournament. The state of the state of Iowa had one AA Marcus Coleman.
0: That's wild. Wow. One AA
1: one That's AA insane. for the state of
0: Iowa, one finalist for the state of Pennsylvania.
1: That, those are insane numbers. I mean, think about it. Bergen Catholic had more finalists than PA. Bergen Catholic had more finalists than the state of Iowa had all Americans.
0: That's Crazy, nuts.
1: Right? So um, but you know, they're talking about that on message boards too, about Iowa wrestling, Iowa high school wrestling being down, but they're there's they're they're cycling up, right? They're they got some studs coming in.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So they'll be all right, I think. You know, Pennsylvania from an AA standpoint, uh, they went some. They went something like they only ended up with like twelve AAs, but or something like that. But they had a horrible blood round. They had a horrible blood round, and they didn't have a whole lot of head to heads, so.
0: Yeah, sixty five they still led the
1: country in AA's, but they weren't as dominant as usual.
0: Sixty-five. I picked O'Toole to win the tournament because I thought he was that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Wick was gonna beat Shane because he won the last couple of ones. Yeah, and then I rooted hard for Shane to win and I picked him in the finals because he looked amazing and, and Chenzo's my guy. That's kind of a biased pick. Yeah, Shane I kind of may went be. the same way. Shane may be the coolest guy in the NCAA. Oh, yeah. Like, even that watching him cool, warm dude. up in the back, he's so calm and cool. He almost has that, you know, even, like, the Penn State kids have a lot of fun, but this is even different than that. It's not that he's necessarily having fun. He's probably having fun, but he's just cool and calm and collected. You know, yeah. he's not, like, he's not taking it too serious, and he's going out there. I mean, that he's win He's always like players, that. You
1: see him in the... You see him in the wrestling room and it's almost like he's taking it like nonchalantly. Yeah. And then he, he has a lights on switch, man. Um, I tooth, I, I picked wick. I thought, uh, it was going to be wick over o- O'Toole or wick over Marinelli. Um, and Shane got it done cause he's a gamer. And, uh, I'll tell you what we right in front of us, right in front of our mat, uh, the mat in front of us. O'Toole at the end of the carchlift Valencia match. At the end of the Valencia match, he was gimpy, like he couldn't freaking walk. Yes. And the coaches were like, che- they, they the coaches yes. put their heads down. I was really scared for Keegan on day two.
0: He looked upset too. He looked like coach I had to get out of here. Like he yes. looked, he looked yes. upset. We, we both looked, looked at each other if we were like uh-oh on,
1: i actually they were Keegan's room was like two rooms down from me in the hotel and when we're going to the arena on day 2 we were on the elevator down together and i didn't ask i didn't ask you know i didn't say anything but i saw it you we all you know me and bash were sitting right next to each other it was right in front of us something definitely happened uh i think he mentioned it afterwards um ankle or something i don't know but uh He gutted it out. He is a talent.
0: That's for sure. And I don't know how it's funny. Like, obviously you talk about that. So that's a good counterpoint to my next point too, is there's so many things that happened through this tournament that I feel like I would pick different winners, depending on context, like context matters so much because when I saw a I think it was Friday morning and his eye was swollen shut. Yeah. I'm like, Well, that doesn't bode well for the rest of the weekend for him. He's got one freaking eye. Yeah. You know, and when you see what these guys are going through through the tournament, Mm -hmm. like, it makes you kind of adjust. And with Keegan, that was one of the reasons I I leaned towards Shane. Obviously, I had the Chenzo-Stanford bias there, but I'm like, Shane looks 100% healthy. Keegan looked like he was almost in tears through he was in pain. I'm like, yeah. Um. I'll Also, I think Hamidi was the only true freshman All-American. One. Well, you know what? It's crazy. We've been living through this
1: last five years where youngsters make it look easy. And we're getting so accustomed to these freshmen coming in and doing damage. And they're being a finalist and a champ, right? One, one true freshman AA this year, Dean Hamidi.
0: Yep. And and what did he take? I think he took he took fourth.
1: Sixth. He defaulted to Marinelli for fifth.
0: Okay. Yeah, 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 fifth. So he took sixth. So the highest the true freshman took was sixth. And after the last couple of years, you know, we keep saying, like, these freshmen are getting better and better. We may, yeah. how long are we going to keep seeing this for? Well, that streak <laughs> ended. Yep. The true freshman yep. champ. We had a lot. I, I forgot how many it was. Was it like Seven returning champions, I think this year. Only three champions won who previously hadn't won before. That's right, so wild.
1: S- Suriano had already won before. R- y had already won. Nick Lee had already won. Yanni had already won. Uh so 57 would be Deacon. Oh tool. 65 O'Toole. 97.
0: Those three weights. That's it. Those three. That's it. Seven out of the ten. <laughs> Already had a championship.
1: Wow. And that just goes back to the point, right, where the younger guys have been
0: getting it done. And if you look at two, if you looked at, because the top three qualify for world team trials, not a single weight qualified all three guys because guys already being qualified. Yeah. Which is crazy. It shows you how good these kids are that
1: Even going into the level, NCAA,
0: they're already yeah. qualified. Yeah. So, yeah, um, what did you think of this weight overall? I mean, obviously, O'Toole's so good. Um, Marinelli, you know, we kind of talked about it. That, I, I was definitely rooting for Marinelli, if nothing else, because of the team race. I didn't want Michigan to win that match. But that, a mean takedown, was just, like, that was the overtime takedown.
1: It was just man shit.
0: He ran, he just ran and like he just ran gladiator style. Oh my god,
1: it was so gutsy. I mean that's that's what Cam is. I mean, he hasn't he doesn't light it up, he's just tough. I mean that room that room must be like I imagine it is like an old Iowa take you to deep waters thing because they gut out so many wins yeah. cam does it routinely luon i tell you what look at luon you know he lost to he lost a monday but uh he gut it one out against jqs he got it one out against young he gut it one out against willits yeah in the backside uh well, i guess he got it one out against teamer for fifth um Will Lou and a cam. I mean, they, they, they just, they're all guts.
0: It kind of reminded me of like the James English run where he's helping their team. There's that momentum. And it's like, those are guys who, and, and I've always said that I think any Izzy style guy is always dangerous in a guy. You don't want to wrestle. Cause I think they have a lot of heart and I think they're good kids. Um, Doesn't
1: that the, uh... Doesn't that epitomize the Luan-JQ's match to me in round one? JQ's has him beat. I mean, he's done. JQ's has to ride for two seconds. He has to ride for two seconds. The match is over. JQ's won. Luan gets out and makes a run all the way to the semis. Wild. And becomes an All American. That's the fine lines we're dealing with at the NCAA tournament. The parody in this country is so great right now. You have yeah. your elites, you have your Yannis and, and, and Gables and Nicklies and stuff, but from four to 33 now, it's a
0: dogfight. Even look at the Wick Shane match. It looked like Wick kind of looked at the clock real quick. Yeah. And Shane got that takedown. Yep just like that. So yeah that that was a fun way. Um Shane's awesome. <laughs> I love that kid. But what a tough way. If you look at like how the results played out, O'Toole 1, Shane Griffith 2, Marinelli 3, Hamidi 4, Karchula 5, like or no. Yeah, what you call it was in there. Um, Wick, third, Amin, fourth. Uh, Amin, yeah. The Marinelli, uh, fifth, and midi, sixth. But
1: it was my favorite way. It was my favorite way from the start of the year. You had Cartier Shane is, coming what,
0: back. What is Karchula, a sophomore? Freshman. He's going to be fun over the next couple of years to watch.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that way it's great. And still young, you know, you, you lose. Well, you lose Wick and you lose Wenzel, but everybody else is back.
0: Oh, Tool's only a sophomore. He's mm-hmm. Yeah, That'll yep. uh, that's going to be a fun wait. 74... And then you
1: add, and listen, as much as I hate the Bull leaving, and I even tweeted, let the Bull wrestle forever. But as much as I hate that that he's gone, Patrick Kennedy comes in, and I expect, you know, he's taken some losses this year. He took some losses at the scuffle, but... uh. I'm really interested to see how Patrick Kenny. I think by the time he's a full season in, up to speed next year, he's right in the mix.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. 74 might have been the way to the tournament. I know you said 65 was your favorite. It um, was, but the 74 semis, yeah, were just you know, Mackay's emotion after winning that match was incredible, and for me, Hideley is so good the fact that Carter went out there and Carter had like his separation, like he beat Kemp 10, four, then he beat lab six, one, then he beats highly 10, three. Like yeah. he went out there and he was like really controlling those matches.
1: That, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. There was a lot of critics like, and there's still talk about it. Like, well, they st- this Penn state team doesn't dominate as much. And this Penn state team uses tactics and this Penn state team is shut up. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. They dominate like 90% of the matches. There's only a few that it's like nip and tuck. Okay. So they're not Jason Nolf and David Taylor who are teching in the finals, but uh, they're, they're incredible. And what you also have to appreciate unless you're a freaking idiot and, and just a Penn state hater. What you also have to appreciate is the fact that they're able to tool up almost everybody, but yeah, when they get in a dog fight, they're tough enough to gut it out. So they've got the talent, the skills and the grit. So shut up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What Willie said, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, it just boggles my mind. Well, oh, I, I
0: think also, you know, I agree with you because I, I hear that, you know, like the, the bonus stuff. And first of all, they had a lot of bonus early. They had oh like, my
1: God, They are you kidding me? They had more bonus in round one than almost every team in the country had total points. They, yeah. And so they're killing, they're killing everybody. And then when they get to guys that are freaking amazing. Oh, Carter, Carter had to ride out for the win. Yeah. Against a junior gold medalist, and a returning champ from two years ago, you freaking moron.
0: You know what's interesting about that, too, is the same people who discredit Penn State that they don't get bonus like they used to, you also got to give credit to these coaches for, one thing I've always said about Carter is this kid has ice in his veins. He does. And so while you had a lot of bonus wrestling Penn State kids, you've also at least in my eyes, haven't seen Penn State kids have this much overtime matches. And Penn State's overtime rates, win rates, are pretty dang good.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, And they also...
1: Even the legends, even the legends of this sport, the Tom Brands, the... the, I don't know, the Kyle Dakes... They have stubbed their toe once in a while. Yep. Right? Um, Kyle Dake lost to Kevin LaValle one year at EIWA's in the finals. Tom Brands, I think, one year took fifth at NCAA's. Um, Sometimes just things don't work out. They lose a match close here and there. Carter DeRocky does not. Nickley does not. RBY does not. He's beaten all – right – you could forgive RBY if he lost to Austin DeSanto one of these times. They are talented and they are gritty. And well, I... and it's just you, you put those two together and it's just incredible.
0: And just before we started recording, uh Win magazine released the Hodge finalist. Right. Three are Penn State kids. Yeah. Three. <laughs> Because Roman, you Nick, know- and Carter all repeat one again and went undefeated doing
1: it. I mean. Yeah, how hard is it? So last year, everybody's minds got bent in the finals when Penn State won, what they win, five, four?
0: Last year, four. four.
1: They won four. Everybody's mind got bent. Guess what, guys? And, and the, all the message boards were like, well, they can't do that again. Well, they did.
0: They won up right? themselves. <laughs> they not, do not, only, five.
1: not only did they, um, they didn't stub their toe anywhere along the line, right? Uh, in the last 20 years, in the last 20 years, five of the eight NCA point scorers are Penn State guys. That's nuts. And that's with that's with you know carter and and uh and brooks still to come they're still having a couple of years um nick lee is 20th but steber taylor nolf ruth dake bow ringer rutherford snyder and oliver are the top 10
0: that's a squad right there
1: <laughs> yeah
0: by the way, do you if you had to give a Hodge vote, who would you vote for? Gable. Yeah, I think he's gonna get it.
1: Gable. I mean you know, that there's a level of the level of dominance that he has. I mean, it's supposed to go to the most dominant. And I you know, people will say, Well, pins, but it's supposed to be pins, pins, pins.
0: Well, Gable's I'm, I'm, still he has eighty three percent bonus to share. That's yeah. just stupid. So if you're going by at dominance, right. And as much as I love, like, I, I love Roman, I would have given him the OW for the tournament. His bonus rate was only 55%. Nick Leaves was only 59%. Yawning is only 61%. Carter, 61%. O'Toole, 64%. Deacon, 50%. And then you have Nick at 75%. Gable at 83%. So, Gable has so
1: Gable vote. led. Le- Gable led, all undefeated guys? Yeah, yeah. Give it to him.
0: And the only one who, and, and, you know, it's interesting. I don't know what you make of it. And I don't know if this is, you know, on one level, I get like with Gable, he only wrestled 18 matches and you could say WWE, whatever, but even Deacon, Deacon only wrestled 18 matches too. Well, Soriano only wrestled 16 matches.
1: Let's see. Right. And these are, these are what they came in with. Uh, Soriano came in with 15. RBY with 21. Lee with 21. Yanni with 27, which is about accurate. David with 29. Well, David didn't win. Uh, Deacon, 17. The numbers are down is what I'm getting at. Yeah. 24. These are not um, like 15 years ago when kids came in and their record was 34-2, and you know?
0: Right. I mean, if you look at their – I mean – Yanni had the most. It was 28.
1: Is that right? Yep. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, surprising
1: I, to me. You see some of these guys, you know, the senior stats like Jordan Wood hits 100 wins, and this guy, his career record is this. It's like, man, they are lower totals than it used to be.
0: I know. So, going to 84, Brooks, who? Again, man, we're blessed with so many great wrestlers to be the face of the sport, and Brooks is one of those kids. That yeah. I, he's such an awesome kid. Um,
1: I'm going to say something that uh, might piss off Michigan fans.
0: That's okay. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> I wish that there was a money line on, on the Brooks mean final because it didn't matter how much money was don't matter what the line was i was going brooks brooks and i told you know jason Katz, a big michigan a big michigan guy uh works for major league baseball at least he used to i i saw him at the airport um in detroit on my way home and i said to the i said this to him and he agreed i said the worst thing I said Miles Amin would have been better off losing in the Big Ten Finals, because Miles beating Brooks did nothing but light a fire under Brooks's ass. There was no way he was losing that match. No way.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be interesting because if you look at this weight now, Amin is done. Hydley's done.
1: Nope, Hydeley's back. He has one Trent. more year still. Trent does. Yeah.
0: Oh. Oh, I'm thinking Hayden. Hayden's like, done, yeah. Next year is Brooks one of the heaviest favorites to repeat?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I still think, I still think Trent can give him a go. I, thought, I think
0: it will always be a close match with Trent. He's such a competitor. you know. It was
1: overtime, or it was a stall call last year. It was overtime this year. And frankly, I do not think that. I don't think that Trent was right. You know, I didn't intrude. I didn't ask him. Um we we're in the tunnels after the tournament and, and I gave Hayden a big hug and said, I loved him And I said, I was really proud of Trent and, but I wasn't going to ask him, but eyeball test, eyeball test to me, Trent wasn't hundred percent.
0: I love watching Trent. I don't know why I was thinking he was, he was done too, but I'm glad to come back. He's a fun guy to watch. Anything else at this weight that kind of caught your eye?
1: Well, I, I thought once again, Bernie Truax had a good tournament. I mean, beating kek eyes in the front side just amazing you know kek and comes back and gets him for third but uh, at least it lets you know like truax last year sort of kind of we knew he was good but he sort of kind of came out of nowhere he beat labriola on the front side that's actually interesting last year truax beat labs on the front side labs beat him on the back side this year he beats kek eyes and Kekai's and beats him on the back side but i think it lets you know that uh truex is the truth he's in the mix with those guys wasn't yeah. certainly not a one hit one year wonder um i was really happy for caleb romero to aa that guy's been knocking on the door for so long he's been nothing but an ultimate competitor and uh, i was really happy to see him punch his way through yeah for sure but yeah that's about it there
0: all right 97 um 97, one of the most interesting things to me was, you know, as soon as Ferrari announced he was out for the year, I kind of thought this is Dean's weight to lose and that's how it played out. What do you make of the refs? There's a lot of people who are not happy with his quarter and semi match and it's not Max's fault, but he got Booed loudly.
1: Before before we get to the refs, let me um rebut your first point where you said when Ferrari's out, it's Dean's weight to lose. I think that is not accurate. Really? <laughs> I think that anybody, I think that Max was one of five guys who could have won this weight. And I think it's even more a testament. To how Penn State performs and how Kale gets them ready to perform.
0: How did you, listen? How did you rank the top five in crystal ball?
1: Um. Well, I did have, I did have, I think I did have Max, but that was not like, um. That was a hail mary. Yeah, I had Max, then Buchanan, then Schultz, Brucky, who DNP, then Warner at six. Um, but I think that you that's can exactly can, how
0: it played out. Kinda,
1: <laughs> I, I think Buchanan can beat Dean. I think Schultz can beat Dean. Although I don't like that matchup quite as much. Uh, I, oh, think, no,
0: I'm I'm talking seeds, not how it played out. But yeah.
1: Oh uh, seeds, yeah. So <laughs> I just think. You know, you have your Aaron Brookses who you're going to pick and you're going to pick strongly. And Nick Lee, you're going to pick and you're going to pick strongly, right? You have pretty much confidence. Max Dean is not that type of finals lock. Yeah, no, opinion. you're right. And so when, when Max Dean wins in what I consider a giant toss-up weight, that's kudos to the pet. That's another indication. Well, guess who won? rby won and guess who won nick lee won and guess who won aaron brooks and carter staraki and guess what that's one thing but then dean wins a total toss-up weight that's the penn state magic that's just penn state magic they wins they win the ones they should and then they're gonna win a couple that maybe they shouldn't
0: i did think um jacob warner wrestled the hell of a tournament hell of a tournament I mean, if you look at who team. he beat, he beat the two and three. He beat, you know, Schultz in a close match two nothing. Then he beats Buchanan six, four. He he right. wrestled a, an awesome tournament. And,
1: and so I, I had a feeling about that one too. I didn't pick it, but I had a feeling like Schultz beat him once. Schultz beat him twice. Schultz beat him three times. I had a, a feeling like this is going to be one of those things that Schultz won. All the time and Warner got the one that mattered the most. And that sure enough, that's how
0: it played out. Do you think that and and don't have to go off on a tangent here because it definitely can, but do you think that's gonna help or hurt when you start having kids like when I picked so I picked Colton to make the finals and lose to Gable in the finals? And then during the previous show I did with Izzy, I kind of walked that back. Because I'm like, ah, oh, Colton hasn't wrestled the top big ten guys. He he didn't get them at the um the collegiate, the collegiate cool. duels. He he didn't wrestle. And are you gonna start seeing that more where somebody says, Why would I wrestle this guy four times if I beat him three and he beats me fourth? You saw it with Wick and Shane. You know, kudos by the way to both Roman and Austin, because they've both, I think, wrestled every single time. Right. Yep, and and you got to give them credit there. But you got to wonder if some coaches cuz there are some coaches out there who sit their guys because of this exact thing. They don't want their guys to wrestle somebody too many times. Do you yeah, think we yeah. start seeing that more? I mean,
1: I think we already are. Um I think I think if you're asking does Schultz making the finals validate that? validate that um process or that decision making um probably (laughs) yeah you know probably uh and that being said i don't know that it can get any worse we see ducking and dodging all year long um and we hate it and i don't um,
0: know by the way i don't know how many brothers there are somebody listening if they want to do the stat but gabe and max dean as brothers who have both won championships, I love. Yeah, I love Did that.
1: that. Did you see that picture? Um,
0: With Gabe hugging Max in the stands?
1: No, there's one. Somebody had sent me it. I forget who sent me it, but then it was late at night, like 1 o'clock in the morning or something, and Gabe tweeted something about seeing his brother win was the greatest thing ever, and so I sent it to him. But it's in a tweet.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I got it now. I just pulled it he, up where max is blurred out a little bit
1: max is blurred out and in the stands is gabe just like on cloud nine and really cool right
0: yeah that's amazing
1: what did what did dave do dave was definitely an all-american
0: dave that's a good question i can't i don't know if
1: he made a final or won it or what but he he was up there
0: yeah that's a hell of a wrestling family yeah and a great group of guys like that family is just yeah they're great guys. I want to have Max in the podcast soon. I want to talk yeah, to him about. Yeah,
1: they're awesome people. I had the opportunity. Um, Dave Dean was a part of Flow Nationals for years, and uh, I worked with him, you know, in boardrooms and brainstorming sessions and, and awesome human beings.
0: You know, I think you talked about this on your video you did about why Rob left Cornell. And I think to kind of bring this full circle to Max, Rob losing Max and how much that pissed off Cole speaks to what a guy Max Dean is, that you lose Max and that like losing him is, whether it's a straw that breaks the camel's back, whatever you want to call it, he did not like losing Max.
1: No, he didn't. He didn't that was a big i mean and you remember um dave was involved in the finger lakes wrestling club gabe was yep. on staff uh the sort of political kind of stuff that was going on around the COVID situation um and whatever else may have been going on to lose max i mean you're 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 hitting on the on the right spots there i don't think that i, I think that was something that definitely discouraged Rob,
0: yeah so that was 97 and then we have heavyweight and, and you know my two big takeaways from heavyweight is that <laughs> and i know you think gable's coming back you you might be the only one on the planet to watch the wrestler leave their mat in the shoes and say nope he's coming back
1: <laughs> I, I, i'm saying i'm saying i'm saying lying i don't think gable gable will wrestle again I firmly believe that.
0: I, I think believe- this year was the I love the sport. I want to give back to it. I'm doing one more year. I don't think he does that again. I don't, and especially not, you know, we talk about a Soriano and Roman giving up moving to their future because of the sport. And I think the WWE NIL deal that Gable did gave Gable enough. Security to say Let me go do one more year I, yeah. I, I want to be there for the sport I want to put on a show I think that deal is there But I don't think Knowing that that was his last year I'm sure the WWE deal Was a one year deal And when I was talking to Yanni about the NIL deals When you get a deal You cannot Do two things You cannot put in performance bonuses and you have to renegotiate a new contract when the nil deal is up so you can't say gable here's a 10-year deal the first year you're going to get this and when you graduate you're going to get this you can't say that so the wwe had to have given him a one year nil deal and the wwe are creative geniuses and they know how to tell a story and build brands they know they have momentum from Gable that at least from the Olympics in August that they can carry over to April. I would not be surprised if we saw Gable at WrestleMania in a couple weeks, he has the momentum at some capacity. I guarantee he will be there. Oh uh, yeah. I and I don't uh, think the WWE that's a will, good call. I bet you he is involved. And I do not think the WWE will let him go one more year because a lot of he's, I think the WWE gives him a deal no matter what, but that Olympic yes. performance, that kind of sealed the deal, and that created so much momentum that he can have that dominating one final year of college, right? And then while and then the WWE, starts, correct, and the
1: WWE sees it as anything longer than that, then the spark starts
0: to fizzle. And in the WWE season, it pretty much goes from WrestleMania to WrestleMania the night after WrestleMania, you see a lot of stuff. You see retirements, you see NXT call-ups that's kind of the start of the season. So it could not be more perfect timing to have Gable show up at WrestleMania in some capacity and then be at raw the next night.
1: I I, I agree. I agree. Everything you're saying makes sense. I will say that i have had conversations with people that the door is open though number one and number two i believe that i believe that the wwe is in a really unique situation where gable can perform in a sport outside of wwe and be an ultimate star an ultimate star in a legitimate sport while competing in WWE, and that has never happened. You have never – you have had ex-athletes go there. You have ex-power lifters. You have had ex-wrestlers. You have had ex-football players. What you have not had is somebody rushing for a 1,000 yards and then going in WWE and then going and rushing for a 1,000 yards again and scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's what they could have with Gable if they allow him – to just wrestle In February and March Next year if they allow him To just wrestle at the Olympic trials they could have Their cake and eat it too
0: Well and there's been and, guess... and, and
1: The legitimacy That comes with that like You know Number one it draws in non-endemic Fans to WWE there's people Like me uh, frankly That are like well, yeah, they're tremendous athletes, but it's it's scripted and it's made up and this and that, and they're not real athletes anymore. And Gable goes and wins 24, 24 Olympics, and a month later is in the heavyweight championship match of the world in WWE? That's real athlete shit.
0: I do think they're all real athletes. I think the WWE is insane. I'd like I to have Jacob I mean. Casper they're, on like, here right now. I, I shouldn't story. say <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say real athletes. I, I I should say active athlete, like competitive sport athletes and others. Right. Sports. Yes. I know right. what you're saying. Yeah. Um. I heard from a high level accomplished senior level athlete this weekend that Gable's plan is no 2024, but he would consider 2028 because it's in the U.S.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I,
0: don't I mean, know. he'll only be like 27, I think, at that point. 26, 27. That is ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> he could skip an entire cycle and then come back in 2028.
1: 20, he could hit his third Olympics at 28. That is stupid how young. I, can I just remind everybody that I called him the greatest high school wrestling prospect of all time?
0: Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, I will say, you know what? To go back to 285, and I ha- he's my guy, so this is biased as well, but even the non-biased, Kirk impressed me so much because he, he finally just let himself wrestle, and he did so damn good, and I cannot wait for this weight next year.
1: That's what I was going to say. I didn't want to wrap up this weight without asking you. Sans Gable... Who's your champ next year?
0: Kirk. It's the only logical answer. And I'm sure people will tweet me that, but he lately owns Mason Paris. And I don't think there's anybody here for, I know Cassiopeia's beat him a couple times. And I know for some reason, Cassiope's in his head or seems to be. But when I look at this field, I, I pick Kirk. I'm biased. I'm a Penn State guy. So people can say whoever they want. Colton's obviously right there. Colton's a dog. Um, Mason's very good.
1: I, I, think, I think I'm picking Kirk, too. I, I just, think I'm picking Kirk, too. I mean, he's lost to Cassiope twice, yes. And I think he made adjustments. But I think, I think actually both matches were sort of attributable. And I'm not taking anything away from Cass. I I love Tony Cassiopeia, but I think that in the first match he made, Kirk made tactical errors. In the second match, it was just, uh, just a, just a boneheaded decision. I mean, just it just, uh, it didn't work out. Um, Now what what him and Schultz looks like, I don't know. But going forward, I will take Kirk over. I'll take Kirk over Mason. I'll take Kirk over Cass. And I think with one more year. He might be able to beat Schultz. Schultz, Schultz, Kirk Schultz in some form or fashion
0: to me. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the finals next year. And Penn State bias aside, if it's Kirk and Schultz in the finals, and at this point, you're not betting on Penn State magic. I say it all the time. If there's a Penn State kid in the finals, I mean, the last two years, everybody said, they said this year, oh, five Penn State champs again. There's that Penn State homer. How do you pick against them? Are you not looking at track record?
1: You're not looking at track record.
0: And it, especially the only time, year. you
1: know what, too? The only times um, I will say, hold on. Let me see. The only times that Penn State lost finals, they, they don't lose toss-up finals. They only lose when, well, I guess, okay, Hall lost to Valencia. That was sort of a toss-up match-ish. Joseph joseph lost when he was favored but nobody really knew what makai was um and then hall valencia again but uh i don't know like morgan mcintosh to Jaden. that's (laughs) not
0: morgan how many years are you going back now that's 2016 you know what i mean that's six years ago already two
1: three they have, they've only lost three finals since then, since 2016.
0: And like this year, especially when somebody said, you know, well, your bias worked out last year, but look at you have four returning champs and the number one seed. So it's almost an anti Penn state bias. If you don't pick those now, Brady, don't you think the,
1: don't you think the rest of the world gets pissed off? Like how, how pissed off is the rest of the world and the coaches when, when, they say to kale um, kale, man, how do you do it? Like, how do your guys, they win every time. And, and like, you have such a great track record. And like, what do you do? What do you tell them before they go out? And he's like, you know, we just, you know, we just tell them to have fun. How, that's like low key trolling, but that's actually, that's high key, upper level genius trolling.
0: Cal is one of the most underrated press conference performers of all time because if you if you have a conversation with cal for 30 minutes before he goes to the press conference they're night and day conversations they're night and day he's very methodical with what he says and what he doesn't say he's funny but i mean i think i'm the luckiest sports fan of all time because i really did not follow college wrestling until cal became a client of mine in 2008 The next year, he goes to Penn State. He brings me in. I'm there all the time. I felt like an alumni. Become a Penn State fan, and then they create a dynasty. (laughs) And then, and then, the more I got into it, 2016 was the year I started going to NCAA's every year. Since then, Penn State had five finalists, five finalists. (laughs) 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 Just, yeah. The timing was perfect, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm lucky.
1: I'm fortunate to, you know, I get to talk to all the coaches, the Tom Brands of the world and the John Smiths and, and uh, even Kale. Kale doesn't talk to a whole lot of human beings, but uh, he talks to me and, and um, I try not to abuse that. And I, you know, I try not to, like, I know if I call Kale, uh, he'll answer the phone, but I also never call Kale like really, because <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not gonna I wait,
0: that. I wait until he calls me because he'll call me randomly and ask me questions we've worked at it for 12 years. So he trusts yeah. my opinion on stuff. So he'll call me and then when he calls me, that's when I use that as the <laughs> I won't I won't hang up. Um I have to hop on a real life call here in a couple minutes. Yeah, here's a funny story.
1: Like when, when somebody important calls me or texts me and I had a few beers, I uh I don't answer, right? <laughs> and I don't even text back. And to well, like a person of Kale stature, I certainly if it's like, the more important they are, the less I will answer because I am not having a conversation when I had a couple beers. Well, a couple months ago, I was having a couple beers, and Kale texted me, and the beer got the best of me. And I said, <laughs> "Kale, <laughs> I said Kale, how come I'm always telling you stuff and you're never telling me stuff about the program?" And he's like, well, what do you want to know? <laughs> I said, never mind. I'll call you tomorrow.
0: <laughs> um, before we have to wrap this up, speaking of coaches, what did you make of Brand's comment that he was jealous of Penn State having five champions?
1: You know what? I I'm going to be honest with you. I have yet to dive into all the post stuff. I haven't heard a whole heck of a lot of interviews. I don't know. Like, when I say that Keegan wasn't right and Trent wasn't right, I, I, I actually some of you guys at home might be saying, "Well, no crap, Willie. They said it in post-match stuff." I didn't get to, I didn't get to digest all that. So yeah. if, I, if I apologize if that's like a already known thing, um, and I hadn't heard I've, that's the first time I've heard that that um, Tom said that. Uh, so I have to because right after the tournament, um, I'm just gonna find this crazy, but I started started doing stuff for NHSEA <laughs> I, I, know. I had to i made a promise that i would do it and i and i and i did it so um that, as soon as i get off the thing with you i'm going to dive into post NCA content for the first time
0: well we might have to do a follow-up show then to that. yeah
1: let's do it anytime i would like to do uh some kind of show with you um just a, a second recap on stories and maybe um a third on uh, 2023.
0: Yeah, and I also think it's going to get really interesting because over the next couple of weeks, I know people are already calling me, so I know they're calling you first and asking about transfers oh, and what are you hearing. It's like blades isn't even over, and coaches are on the hunt.
1: I got them Saturday night. Who's gotten the portal? What jobs are opening up? Yep. Um, and I really don't know. I, I do. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of kids in the portal. What jobs, I'm not sure. Um, typically by this point we have a better indication. Uh so I really don't know. heffernan last year kind of came out of nowhere. Uh but uh yeah, there's certainly there's certainly a ton to talk about.
0: All right. Well, that's perfect timing. I hope y'all enjoyed this. We'll be back soon with another one. Willie, go yeah. enjoy some content.
1: Thanks, Pierre <laughs> JB. All right,
0: everybody, see ya.